0: Shalom Bracha. this is Chazar Shir number two, where B'Siyat will continue to discuss the Chiv of Limit Torah and a few practical applications of it. We'll learn about pas Shachris eating breakfast. And then we'll discuss, uh, I guess, the, the very contemporary question of should one spend his whole life in kolal or is there an obligation and a Chiv of uh, of going to work. So let's begin. Last week we discussed that there's a chiv of Talmud Torah for every single person, and he's yotze his chiv of kvias itim by learning a little bit in the morning and a little bit at night. And the Rama quotes Rashbi who says the B'diavad even just reading Shema in the morning, Shema at night, a person is yotze his chiv of uh, of limra Torah. But of course, a person should spend as much time as possible learning because a there's a mitzvah to learn, and b a person needs to know how to live life as a, as a Jew. We saw that that a person should, in the morning he should learn right after shachris because if you want to be uh, go Michael, Michael, Michael go right from davening right into learning. And then at night, also the Shulchan Aruch stresses that there's a very important chiv to learn at night in the winter months and in the summer months as well. There's a big uh, there's a chiv to, to to learn at night. So the question we're going to open up with today. Is what is, if a person, if there's a chiv to learn at night, how many hours should a person actually sleep at night? So Mishabura quotes the Mangan of Ram, who says that it really depends on the person. A person needs to have sleep as much as it needs to have Qawq to be able to, to learn. The Turi Zav quotes the Rambam, who says that whenever a person does something that's a mundane act, he should really have in mind that everything that he's doing is L'shem Shemaim If a person's eating, he's sleeping, he should be thinking, I'm doing this so that I have Qawq to learn, I have Qawq to do mitzvahs, and then the mundane act becomes a mitzvah. So explains the Torah he says you can have two people. You can have one guy who pushes himself and he, he sleeps less. And he learns two hours a night. And then you have a guy who learns one hour a night, uh, and he, the other hour he spends sleeping. So it says that to Rizav, he says it could end up being that both of these people are going to get the same amount of skhar because the guy who learns two hours and pushes himself, uh, he's only getting 70%. But the guy who has an extra hour of sleep the next morning when he's sitting and he's learning with a brand, he's a lot more concentrated and he's going to be able to, to learn more. Lemaisa, this typo says that on average, most people need seven, some people need six, some people need eight. Um, and each person should do what, what he does. Or famously says, uh, when someone asked him in Yeshiva, he says, how much did you sleep? He says, I don't know exactly the exact number of hours. He says, but I can tell you one thing, that if you sleep one more hour than you're supposed to, so that's an hour of Bittu Torah. But if you sleep one less hour than you're supposed to, so that's a whole day of Bittu Torah. The next thing we discussed is making up mislearning. So the Shulchan Arche and Semin Rishlam and says that if a person has a sack quota that uh, that he set out for himself, so then he needs to make a, he needs to make sure that he's learning that, and if he misses it during the day, he needs to make sure that he makes it up uh, at night. And Mishavur explains that when a person does something three times in a row uh, and he doesn't say blin and it's a dvar mitzvah, so then it becomes like a nedar, where mamish uh, has a chiv of tashlumim where a person has to has to make it up. So what comes out according to this is a person decides, okay, let me start daf yomi, and he gets through the first you know three blad in mesachas brachos, and then afterwards he's like, oh, I don't know, this is for me. It's very problematic if you can drop out, but Ramos says that since on Arab Rosh Hashanah, when a person does the Tars he gives a serious Muda. Afterwards, he says that any time that I'll do something that's a divine Mitzvah, and I'll do it three times, and I'll say and, and I won't say or I didn't say that it's going to be uh, Blinader. So let it already be. Now, as if I said a blineder, it says that that works. Obviously, if a person sets a quota for himself, ideally he should really uh, finish it and push himself to finish it. Uh, but according to Rashul Mitzamin, there's not going to be an issue of uh, of nadar. The next thing we discussed is what should a person do? Let's say if he doesn't understand uh, the Shia that he's going to, doesn't understand the lima that he's going to, is there is there any value of attending a shia if a person doesn't understand anything? So the Rama says that after davening, a person should in the morning a person should go daven, uh, a person should go learn. Uh, and the Ramah adds, he says, let's say a person doesn't understand what he's learning, he should at least go to the base manager, because he'll get and and if he's able to to learn and get Yerushalmi there, all the more so. But if he doesn't, at least he should uh, he should stay there. So it's mashma from the from the Ramah that you don't get Schar for. Limit Torah By just sitting there And listening to a Shir That you don't understand The Shulchan Aruch He adds He says that it depends He says when it comes to Torah Shebech A person does get skar For liman Torah Even though he doesn't Understand anything But when it comes to Torah It really depends on your uh, On your um, If you're able to understand it or not And the Shulchan Aruch HaRav He brings the Raya He says when a person Gets an Aliyah to the Torah Right Let's say he doesn't understand Any of the Torah He doesn't understand Hebrew But he can still get an Aliyah Why? should be a Right, he's making a bracha al limud Torah, right? Because Baruch gives gives a Torah, but he's not actually learning anything; he doesn't understand anything. So the the answer is that no, since he's verbalizing the words of the Torah as he's getting the aliyah, because that's the halacha. So then, even though he doesn't understand anything, he still gets char for uh, for limud Torah lechida, as he says that that we said that a person doesn't get char for. If he doesn't understand lima Torah, that's if he wasn't uh, Torah Feh, That's if he wasn't Amel in it. He says, but if a person toiled and he's reading the Tefis and he's going again and again and he doesn't chop it, so then a Baruch Hu is going to give him uh, schar for the milis itself. Next thing we discuss is the value of learning khabura. So the bear Alacha says that even though there's a value of you know learning by yourself and for sure you get the schar of lima Torah, but learning Nachabura that's the that's the highest form of learning. That's the the best form of learning. The mice, the prima godim um, in Sefer Natrikin in the Zagdama, So he he explains. He says no. He says sometimes a person is. Is able to focus more sometimes the base is too loud and and therefore it's better to learn uh, if a person focuses better at night uh, he should uh, focuses better when learning by himself he should taka uh, learn by uh, by himself a person can do both learn by yourself where you're focused and then go and uh, and talk it, talk it over with, with other people as well The Chazanesh said He says this whole idea This whole halacha That a person That it's better to learn With the chabura That was back in the day When there was like issues With the girsas and the gemara So so uh, so if I have a, a gemara And the girsus isn't right Because it's a handwritten copy So then taka I need to go learn With a group of people And they'll tell me Oh the girsa that you have Is the wrong girsa. But today where everything is muga Everything is correct So a person could even learn uh, Learn by himself And, and the Khazanish Once famously said When a person asked him He said uh, Rabbi could I learn uh, could I learn by myself Is that okay And he and and, and uh the answered him, he said, Rabakiv is also a good chavrusa, right? If you're learning the safe Rabakiv Akhre, it's also considered uh a good uh a good as well. The next thing we discussed, the last thing we discussed in Simon Kufnanah, is the is eating breakfast. So the sh base and Siv, Beis, in and Siv Beis, he quotes the Gamar Bab Metzia that says that it's it's a good thing to eat healthy. It's it's uh to eat, a, to eat breakfast because it's healthy and it keeps when a person is full in the morning he he's uh, he's less stressed out and he's able to focus more and he won't get angry and he'll be able to learn more. There's a whole slew of reasons why a person should eat uh, pas shachris and the shulchan aruch says that after a person daven's he can eat pas shachris before he goes to the base so that he'll be focused when he uh, when he learns. The Ma'is of the Prima godim says that pas shachris means it needs to actually be pas it needs to actually be uh, bread. Though he quotes the tosos who says that it can even be pas or pas that it can even be be, be kissed, and the whole sware is because been, the whole point of this breakfast is that a person is full, and because he's full, he's able to focus, and he's able to, to you know to get his day started, not uh, not angry and uh, and and, and focused. So says the only Who cares if it's uh, if it's a bread or it's a bowl of Cheerios? That's going to keep the person uh, focused and and uh, and of If the Levi says that. Uh, the mitzvah, quote unquote, or the custom of pas is not a khiv. It's not obligated. If a person uh, doesn't need to, you know, for him eating breakfast, you know, gets him tired and he's not able to focus, so then he can skip it. And it's Meduik in the Lashon of the Shulchan Aruch who says that a person is yachol, he could, uh, he could eat pas The next thing we discuss with Simon Kufnan Vav. Simon Kufnan Vav discusses the khiv of working. So up until now, we saw that there's a khiv of Limanator. A person could be Yotze's chiv of Torah, but learning a little bit in the morning, a little bit at night, kvyasitim and Besides for that, there's a khiv to no So like that, a person can actually apply what he learns and know how to live life as, as a Jew. But on top of that, the Shulchan Archa and Sif Aleph and Kufnan Vav, he paskins based on the mission and Shabbos that after a person learns and is what should he needs to do? He needs to go work. Why does he need to go work? So like that if he, he can have a parnasa. Because if he doesn't have a parnasa, so that leads to that's going to cause him to be mivatal Torah and it's going to lead him to, lead him to sin. Why is it going to lead him to sin? Because he's not going to have any money and he couldn't end up uh, stealing or doing things that aren't uh, that aren't uh, correct. And therefore, kol kol Torah sheni ma milacha, is and it's gorem avon. And therefore, the Shulchan Aruch says that a person taka should go and uh, and work after he's done. After he's done uh, learning, but the Shulchan Aruch stresses that the main focus of the individual should be his Torah learning and not his work. The work is is a means to end; it's a way to support the individual so that he's able to, to live a life of Torah, live a life of of Yiddishkeit. But the main focus that a person needs to have is on uh, is on learning is on learning and not on working. And based on this, the says that really ideally, the a person should only work until he. Meets you know until he makes enough money to earn and meet, but anything above that, anything that's like an extra lavish vacation or, or a flying business or something you know that's like uh, or any, any extra thing that, that he needs to do that, that is like a superfluous, that a person should not work for that. so if let's say a person realizes that he can make hundred thousand dollars a year and live comfortably, he won't be able to go on peacetime programs, he won't be able to go on, uh, on, on vacations or do other things like that, but 100 grand is enough to support him and his wife and his kids, and he can work till one o'clock every day. he should really stop working at uh, 1 o'clock uh, every day. We saw last week that Ramosha says that if a person works beyond these means, meaning if he works more than what is needed to, to actually support himself. It's not Bitl Torah because the Chiv of Talmud Torah only goes into effect when you're not doing anything. But says the, the mishabura that ideally, a person should only be working up until what he needs to, to support his family. But anything more than that, he doesn't. So now a person might ask himself, one second, my family needs a vacation. My family needs, needs a, you know, they need to go to Disney World. So the question is, how do you gauge it? How do you gauge what is exactly what your family needs? So, so says the Shair Tzion, he says the way a person should gauge it is that if you were obligated, to support someone else in the community fully, completely from A to Z, what would you tell that individual is needed and what would you tell that individual is superfluous, right? So even if you have a friend and, and you would have to support him and you understand that he needs to go on vacation, does he need to fly business uh, to his vacation? Does he, need to, uh, does he need a good seat or could he get a, you know, a middle seat or, or whatever it is? So the way a person would support his friend, that's how he should support himself and anything above that, He shouldn't go to work, and he should rather sit uh, and learn and learn the whole day. So this seems to be very problematic for a lot of people, because a lot of people earn beyond what they need, right? Who, how? According to this halacha, how could you ever have a Jewish millionaire unless he won the lottery, or unless he's so good at what he does that he works from nine to one, and and the company, you know, showers them with money? But most people work a lot of hours in order to to make the money. So where does the hetter to work for so long uh, come from to make more money? Uh, a person should really be living on what he needs, just the basic ends meet, and then the rest should be uh, should be set aside for the mentor. So this is based on the Mishabura in Simon Rish and the Mishabura over there writes that a person um, that, that a person is allowed to work more When he works more And he's having in mind He's saying Why am I from If I work from 9 in the morning Till 1 in the afternoon That makes enough for me To support my family But if I want from 1 to 6 I can support this kulel And I can support this individual And I can give tzedakah to, to Hatzalah And I can help Amisro And I can create another business And I can hire other people And I can you know do more do, do more tzedakah. So if a person does that, so then every minute that he's at work, it becomes a it becomes a ma'isa of uh, it becomes a of, of tzedakah, tzedakah and a ma'isa of giving. So the ma'isa again, there's a chiv of the Shulchan Aruch that there's a chiv of limud Torah uh, and it needs to be done in the morning and night. After that, besides for the there's a to know Torah to know Allah and besides for the chiv to know Torah, there's also a to work because if a person chas v'shalom is doesn't work and doesn't have a way to support himself, so that's going to lead to sin, and that's going to lead to, to lemit So, how much should a person learn? So it says the mishnah: a person should learn till he makes ends meet. Those who earn, those who work beyond ends meet, the hat there is, is that if they're doing it l'shem Shema, if they're doing it for the sake of being able to have more money for parnasah, not to be able to go to Disneyland with a family, but to have more money for parnasah, then it's then it's considered that it is done. Um, that it is done. That it is done. Uh, L'shem Shemay. And and the Shulchan as we said, he mentioned that that a person, whenever he's working or is throughout his whole day, his main machshavah should be his ikkar. Thing should be lima Torah. It shouldn't be about uh, the parnasah itself. So practically, how does one do that? How does one? For most people, they work from nine to five, nine to six, uh, and they learn an hour in the morning, an hour at night, two hours here, two hours there. Uh, so how does the, that doesn't seem like your main ikkar is, is your learning? It seems like the main ikkar is your job, and you're learning when you have you know when you're making time to learn. But but that's not the ikkar. So I think Lachora. A person's main job is learning, and a person is thinking most of the time and is learning. I think most people, if they're honest with themselves, they'll actually think about it. For example, a person goes to work and he has uh, he drinks the coffee. One second, now he's thinking. I, am I uh, when he walks out, did I do shita Did I not do shita makom? eating a raglach? Is it is it more than a Kazai? Is it less than a Kazai? Is a person more than what he thinks is actually thinking in Torah uh, throughout the whole day, and that's making the Torah Ikr. When when you're constantly thinking in Halach, when you're constantly thinking in Shilas, that's what's making uh, your uh, uh, you're, you're learning the ikr and that's what the Chachmas Adam in his Akdamut, uh, to the Chachmas Adam, Rabbi Ram Danzing, he writes, he says that people wondered how could I publish a sefer, even though I'm a working man, I've been working for a long time. He says the reason how I published it is because I was always thinking learning. Whenever I was in business, I was always thinking, on the, I was always thinking about learning itself. So the next uh, and final thing that we need to discuss is Kola. If we saw that there's a chiv to, to work, and a person should not be supported by others, uh, and a person should should actually work so like that he doesn't come to, to poverty, so how, where does the whole kolal system come from? So in fact, the Rambam says that someone who says I'm going to be supported by other people and I'm going to learn Torah, there's no greater chilasham than that because he's using the Torah to be mifarnist himself, and it's uh, and it's a terrible thing. So based on this Rambam, how, how does the whole kolal system exist? And there's kololim across the board. Any Shiv you go to from. All the way to the right, Hasidish to the left, all the way to the left. Everyone has kololim that uh, that um, that that works across the board. Every yeshiva kimat has a has a kol. So who gives them the right to, to have a kolos? should they have? Shouldn't they follow this Rambam of? Uh, that uh, that a person should actually taka go out and work. So the Bas of the they they say that this Rambam we don't pass and on and on top of that, even if we would, we say that today because it's such a crazy world, and if a person was would actually go out to work, he wouldn't be able to. He wouldn't be able to. Uh, you can't create huge Talmud If the person is also worried About, uh, about working uh, So therefore today because we want to have the continuity of, of the Torah we want to be able to pass it down to the Next generation so we need people that are Sitting and learning all day and are going to be able to uh, And are going to be able to pass down the Mesor So the ma'isa from the B'si Yosef and the Kesa Mishnah The reason why we have a Kol system And the reason why we have people that are learning all day And this is a question not just for people in Kolo, But how do you have a Rav? How do you have a Dayan? These are all people that are taking money for Limit Torah. So it explains the B'si Yosef if that, a we don't possibly like the Rambam, and b it's a We need to support these types of individuals in order to continue the the misori. The ber adds. He says that even the the he says that that the biggest proof to this is from the fact that you have uh, yisachar and zvulun. Right, the Rambam is going to agree that that yisachar and zvulun concept agrees. Right, so how does that work? Right. How, does the, how do you have a Yisachar and The fact that there is a Yisachar and that means that someone is being supported. It seems to, to be going against, uh, against the Rambam. But the Maisa, the Bera Allah explains in Simon Rish Laman Al-F, he says that, he says as follows, he says that even the Rambam is going to agree that you can pay people to, to learn Torah and to teach, to, that you can pay people to, to teach Torah because the Rambam himself, Pasukins, he says that the megiye Svarim, those used to fix the Svarim in, in, in Yerushalayim and those used to be the Dayanim, they used to, to get a salary from, from the Lishkas gazes So obviously, the Rambam is maskim that when a person is in a teaching Torah, when he's in a place of, uh, of being Marbet Torah and, and giving back to Am Yisrael, so then, uh, so then you talk, you would, even the Rambam it's would agree that you're allowed to support him. So most of the kolulim will tell you that our, uh, so this, Rambam and this Bera Lacha will help you for all the Rabbanim and all the school teachers and all the Dayanim, those are allowed to get paid because they're the ones who are teaching Torah, but even the Kololim they'll tell you that, um, that what do you mean, we're hiring, the, we're, we're funding the next generation of leaders for um, for but what about the uh, Kololim where you have people who are 50, 60, 70 that are sitting and learning like Avrechem so that's, uh, there's some of the because svanaga. svanaga, says that we don't like the Rambam. Again, because it's an we need to have people that are sitting and learning all day. And then he adds and he says that today going out, it's a, he says back in the day, by, by in the times of the Rambam a person was able to work, you know, for an hour or two. And then he was able to spend the rest of his day learning. Right? What, was, what was the standard of living back then? You needed a piece of bread and a little uh, piece of wood over your head and you're a happy guy. Today, everyone, the standard of living is much higher and in order to support that standard of living, you need to work all day. Uh, and therefore, a person could decide and say, no, I don't want to work all day. I don't want to be tempted in the, in the workforce. I'd rather sit and learn uh, my entire day. Uh, and, uh, and even the Rambam would agree that today a person would be able to, uh, to do that. That's the opinion of Shtomach, and that's how you have, and that's how we have kolom that exists. Mysha. He quotes this Rambam and he says, "Don't use this Rambam." He says, "Those who use this Rambam to say that there's a chiv to go and work, and there's a chiv to uh, to, uh, to, to go and, and spend the whole day in in, uh, in the workforce." He says, "Those are people that are listening to the Yitzhara." He says, "When we pass like this uh, like this Rambam, a person taka. If a person wants to sit and learn, and uh, specifically if he wants to be mar torah, baruch a person should sit and learn in order to be able to be to be." Uh, to be memorized, to Torah. This is the opinion also of Rav Avadia. Rav says that the, for the first five years of a person's life, he should really sit and learn. In order, after he gets married, uh, he should be able to, to sit and learn in order that he could be kohen kinyanim in the Torah. And the Misa, this is the this is the, the that, that exists in the yeshivas that they have uh, that they have uh, that they have kolim and they support people even past the five years of uh, of their first five years of marriage. So the question that we're not going to answer, but that's a question that is left for the for the. That's the big debate of up today. Is is how far do we extend this? There are hundreds of thousand people that are learning, um, and even more specific is at what point should we actually tell someone who's in kolal Okay, now it's time to go work. Now, now is now is the time when uh, you know when you should go. So that's uh, that's the question that that uh, is left to be answered, and we'll let other people uh, answer that question. The last thing we'll end off with is the Shulchan Aruch of Yair in and Vav, um, and the Mishabura. Really, the Mishabura. He quotes the. Quotes the Gemara and Chavez that says that when a person spends, he should spend appropriately. Uh, what does that mean? He shouldn't overspend and he shouldn't be too stingy. Because people who overspend and are too st- stingy. If you're stingy, you're stingy. And if you're overspending, so then a person might not have enough money left over for him. Because HaKadosh Baruch who at the beginning of the year... Is uh, says how much how much money an individual is going to make. So, if a person has like a big lump of income that he gets in the beginning of the year, he shouldn't spend that very quickly because maybe that was the income that was allotted to him for the rest of the for the rest of the year, except for hutsas of Shabbos, uh, yantiv and and uh, talma Torah for his uh, for his kids. Uh, those things that a person is allowed to is allowed to spend and, and the Be'ar Lacha stresses he says that unfortunately this is something that people are not careful with that they, they overspend they, over, they max out their credit card or they, they spend beyond their budget and it only causes tsar and anguish and embarrassment uh, for them and for their family that's something that a person should be, uh, should be careful on the last thing we'll end off with is the Lashon of the Shulchan Aruch that after he says that a person should go to work and then he says that when he goes to work he should do so faithfully and that's going to be the discussion of hours man for our month, what we're going to try to focus on for the rest of this month, is how do we do this? How do we do v'yisav itim bemuna? We are we figured out how to answer the question of kavat to yes or no? And what we want to figure out now for the rest of this month is how to answer the question of Nasata Vinatata bemuna. Did you were you faithful in business?